0: Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier.
1: Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you might design your summer. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in my home office in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in Los Angeles. And wow, Gretchen, uh, what a week it has been.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, We are recording this episode on Monday, June 1st. And before we launch into our conversation today, we want to acknowledge everything that has been happening here in the United States in the last week. The murder of George Floyd and also Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and so many other incidences have sparked protests across the country.
0: Yeah, there has been a lot of pain and darkness. And then when we see racism and violence playing out like this, it's very hard not to despair.
1: Yeah, and I think events like this really make us ask, what am I doing in my own life to live up to my country's most noble ideals? Uh, this is a question we should be thinking about all the time uh, and now more than ever.
0: Yeah. Over the weekend, Gretchen, um, Jack's school held an online candlelight vigil. And even though we all know thoughts and prayers aren't enough, um, it felt really good to share a moment of community and just to reflect, like, how can I do better?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of soul searching going on. I know I've been doing a lot of soul searching This isn't an African-American problem. This is an American problem. We all need to work to make it better.
0: Yes. It's hard to talk about the kinds of subjects that we usually discuss, given the gravity of what's going on, but that is what we are going to do.
1: The things of ordinary life can seem trivial, especially at times like this, but big things coexist with little things, and by taking care of little things and our own lives, we strengthen ourselves to take action on big things and to turn outward and to think about other people and the right action we can take in the world.
0: Yeah, and Gretchen, I wanted to mention a blog post you wrote on the subject. It has a lot of resources that are very useful.
1: Yeah, there's resources, there's links, there's books. There's, uh, yeah, there's a lot that I put together there.
0: So do look at that.
1: And now for a Try This at Home. This week, Elizabeth, is a Try This at Home that we've done every year, Uh, for the last several years, which is the Try This at Home to Design Your Summer. We talked about it in episodes 27, 67, 118, and 224. The challenge is to design the summer to be what you want it to be.
0: Yeah, we come back to this year after year, Gretchen, because there's always another summer.
1: Yes. Um, This was initially inspired by a Robertson-Davies quotation that I love. In an essay called Three Worlds, Three Summers, Davies writes, Every man makes his own summer. The season has no character of its own unless one is a farmer with a professional concern for the weather. Circumstances have not allowed me to make a good summer for myself this year. My summer has been overcast by my own heaviness of spirit. I have not had any adventures. And adventures are what make a summer. And this is, this is a weird summer.
0: It is. Everything is canceled. You know, Jack was going to go to camp for the first time, sleepaway camp for two weeks. It was a huge deal, and it's just not happening. So we are still, I guess, trying to um, design a summer.
1: Well, it's not easy. I mean, I do think one thing that can make a summer satisfying when everything is canceled is a project that unfolds over days and weeks. I think that's a really good thing. If there's something that catches a person's fancy, you know, really can take a big effort.
0: Well, Jack um, Gretsch is going to build a giant Lego town, he announced to us. Oh. There you go. Um, so we're kind of clearing out space where his Legos are, and we're setting it all up for so that he can build his town. And that's something, it's, what's fun about that also is we can help him. Yeah. And he can work on it on his own, both.
1: Yeah, that's the perfect combination. And how about you, Elizabeth? What about your summer?
0: I mean, Gretch, I'm really referring to this as the lost summer. Um, mm-hmm. I think rather than trying to plan things um, or figure out a vacation, I am just accepting that this is a time of uncertainty. I have no idea what's going on. And I'm just calling it the lost summer. Mm. And it might just be as if there was not a summer at all.
1: Right, right. Well, this reminds me of you thinking about the season of sacrifice. It's It's this idea of reframing something, you know, if you can't get out of it, get into it. And so instead of trying to pretend that it's not what it is, to just say, well, that's what's happening and there's a satisfaction in that.
0: Yeah, and it's probably easier for me to have a lost summer than other people because this is a big work season for us um, in television. So. Um, spring is really more our summer. So now summer is more like fall. So in a sense, um, it's easy for me to just not even think about it being summer. But Gretch, you're always very diligent about designing your summer. Last year, you had the summer of Proust, which yeah. you read all of Proust. Yeah. What is your summer this year?
1: Well, this summer, you know, for for months and months, I've been planning on having a summer of Virginia Woolf, and I've gathered my novels of hers. Um, I I took a lot of classes with her books in college, so I've been pulling all my old copies of the novels out. And so I'm excited for that, but I also decided, you know, thinking about what we were just talking about, what's been happening in the country and... What can I do within my power? I feel like one thing that I can do is to become more educated. Mm. And so for the summer and, you know, probably for the indefinite future, I want to make sure that at least once a week, if not more, I'm choosing a book that is a reflection in some way on racial justice and injustice. And maybe that's history or policy, could be novels, could be thought leader books. I have already, like, I have a long list. Um, I'm also going to read children's literature and, and young adult literature. And so the Coretta Scott King Award uh, is a really good guide for books. That, that's an award for the most distinguished portrayal of the African-American experience in literature for children or teens. And of course, I've read many of those books already, but um, like any list, you find some that you've missed. So I, I'm going to make that part of my summer for sure.
0: Yeah, Gretchen, um, I'm with you on that. I just downloaded Ta-Nehisi Coates' book, Between the World and Me, mm, yeah, to start on that very same journey. And Gretchen, I know you being the happiness bully that you are, um, had your family sit down and have a hopes and dreams conversation about the summer.
1: Yeah, we basically had a design your summer conversation. Um, and boy, you know, I picked up the clipboard for that one. Um <laughs> But each of us sort of articulated things that we wanted to get done over the summer. Eliza's going to take three classes on Coursera. I know a lot of people are taking Coursera classes where you can sign up for a college class. Eleanor wants to learn to use a sewing machine. um, So that's great. And I also have a series of home experiments for my body book. So I'm going to force Eliza and Eleanor to do those with me. And they're also both applying to other kinds of internships and public service projects. Um, They're just waiting to see, hope that something works out.
0: Mm, Would those be online or they're hoping they can do in-person
1: things? Well, you know, it's all changing so fast, Um, especially if you did something outside. Would that be possible? Mm. So, yeah, we're hoping that in the next couple of weeks, maybe there'll be more clarity.
0: Well, this is a summer I think we'll all remember, whether it's a, you know, good summer, bad summer, whatever form it takes. I do think it'll be one that we all remember.
1: That's true. So let us know if you do try this at home and how designing your summer works for you and what you are doing with this summer. As always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 276. So you can go to happiercast.com slash 276. Or you can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or drop us an email at podcast at Speaking
0: of a body experiment coming up, we're going to talk about one versus break. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack. What is it? So as I
1: mentioned, I want to do body experiments um, because I'm working on the body and the senses. And I found this experiment, which is super fun and easy, I will post a link to it. It's from the Exploratorium, which is the Science Museum in San Francisco. But you basically, I could just tell you how to do it even without you looking up. So it's super fun to do with your kids or even other adults because it's really wild. It's a question of whether something is a liquid or a solid. So Mm. what you do is you take one cup of dry cornstarch and you put it in a large bowl. And you can add food dye if you want to make it like more fancy And then you take a half cup of water and you slowly add it and you mix the water in with your fingers until the powder is all wet. And you keep adding water until the substance feels like a liquid when you're mixing it slowly. That is the key thing. Then tap it on the surface with your fingers or a spoon and it will feel solid. Mm. It is wild. When you drag your finger through it slowly, it feels like a liquid. If you tap it, it feels like a solid. If you squeeze it, if you pick it up, if you can dribble it off your fingers, it is very strange. And that is because it is a non-Newtonian fluid. It's like quicksand. Mm. So it will really uh, show you what nature is. So give it a try.
0: I'm going to do that with Jack. That sounds fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's one of these things too. It takes five minutes and it's like a lot of bang for the buck.
0: We do that with the kids. It's great.
1: Oh, good. (laughs) Good. Yeah. They love it. (laughs) It's just, it's one of these things. So again, I'll post a link to it if somebody wants to have the instructions printed out. But all you need is one cup of dry cornstarch and a half a cup of water. And uh, and then you're off with a non-Newtonian fluid. Hopefully cornstarch is easier to find than yeast. (laughs) I think it is. And this week, instead of a listener question, we're doing listener answers. Because in episode 274, a listener asked for hacks sibling harmony. There's a lot of siblings spending a lot of time together these days, and she was looking for suggestions to help siblings get along more easily. And as some of these ideas were new to me, and some are kind of classic solutions, but it's always good to be reminded of the options.
0: Yes. Mary said, as Shelter in Place continues, we have found ourselves playing more and more board games, Unfortunately for our family, each board game begins with a 20-plus minute debate of who wants to play what and who refuses to play that game. This is so basic that others have probably already come up with it, but we decided that each game night, a different person picks the game. Everyone must comply, and no one is allowed to complain about their choice. Now my daughter gets to play her favorite, Clue, and my husband can pick the the easy-on-the-brain Yahtzee.
1: Love it. Many, many people wrote in with a solution that I have to say is obvious, but uh, I had never thought of it, which is the odd even solution. So, for instance, Lisa says, one kid gets odd days and one kid gets evens. On your day, you get to have your pick of where to sit. This system appeals to their sense of fairness because they can see that it will even out over time. I've also used the even odd day system to solve arguments. If it's your day, you get the toy in the dispute or you get to be right or have the desired thing. I love using the system. It has really diffused a lot of sibling tension. Now, a lot of times also people said that they, to deal with day 31, mm-hmm. which is kind of the, the the day that makes it uneven, uh, the mother or the father get day 31. That makes sense. They take that one off the board.
0: Uh, Gretchen, Catherine is using a little bit of technology. I thought this was a fun idea. She says, I use Siri to select which of my three kids goes first, et cetera, by asking, pick a number between one and three. My oldest child is number one, middle child is number two, and third is number three. After demonstrating that this is indeed random and Siri does not play favorites, it's been the ultimate argument ender. I love that. Carolyn
1: writes, I have five children, ages nine to 15, and each week one child in my house is the special person, and we rotate weekly. The special person makes very important decisions like what to watch for TV or what is for dessert and gets to go first in any situations where that has to be decided. They also usually suggest a favorite dinner or two for the week, which actually makes my meal planning easier. The kids all love being special person, and they never argue when someone else gets to decide something because they know it will be their turn to be in charge soon. Who gets the first bowl of ice cream? Special person. What are we watching on TV tonight? Ask the special person. You want to watch that new movie on Disney Plus? Choose it when you are the special person.
0: Mm, That's a good one. Yeah. Shelly says, we have three-year-old twins and a hack that works really well for us is using a toy timeout. If they are fighting over a toy, the toy goes into timeout on a high shelf for a few days. We also put toys in timeout as a punishment for behavioral issues. So if they refuse to clean up a toy at the end of the day, that toy goes in timeout. We tried putting the kids in timeouts when they were younger, but it was a disaster because they would always find a way to escape or would scream the whole time. Toy timeouts are much more effective. An added benefit is that we'll sometimes forget there's a toy in timeout. And when we find it weeks later, they are excited and the love for that toy is rekindled.
1: Well, that's a great idea. But just like, again, it's sort of reframing. It's moving the focus from the children to the toy. And you can see how that would just solve a lot of problems, uh, make life a lot easier. And finally, Patricia says, we're a family of five with two of the children living at home again after being on their own in college. Although the kids have been very willing to help and haven't complained when I asked them to do something, the daily tasks often fall to me because I get tired of constantly asking. Also, when I would ask someone to do something, the kids would end up bargaining with each other or trying to delegate to each other because, Max should do it now because I did it earlier, or for some other reason they managed to concoct. Long story short, it was all very tiring. So I thought back to what my mom used to have for us in the summers, a chore chart. Basically, a chart that lists out the chores that need to be done and each child's name. They rotate on a weekly basis, so even if someone gets the bad chore one week, he can find solace in the fact that his sister will have it next week. And the gem of it is that I don't have to ask anymore or hear the arguing that goes along with it. Problem solved. But I mean, it's a classic solution, but again, you mm-hmm. have to think to do it, and you yep. have to make the little chart, And uh, but then the problem solved.
0: It is an advantage of having one child, Gretchen. There's definitely less um, fighting among siblings when there's right. only one sibling
1: <laughs> right, right right with the like who gets the board game? yeah yeah
0: coming up, Gretchen's got a big gold star for her husband Jamie. but first this break
1: this message is sponsored by Greenlight. as your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills.
0: Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER.
1: Okay, Elizabeth, it's time for Demerits and Gold Stars, and this week, it's your turn for Demerit.
0: Yes. All right, Gretchen, we've talked about my home office before. In fact, we had a special episode where you came and helped me clean the clutter in my home office. So fun. So, yes, fun for you and (laughs) sort of fun for me. And here's the thing, now that I'm working at home for the foreseeable future, I really need to get my office in order. The main thing I need to do is get my treadmill desk in here. It's been in the garage and I need it in this office. But it's going to take some doing. It's going to take Adam's help. It's going to take arranging furniture. I mean, it's a it's kind of a big adjustment. Yeah. And I just have not done it. Even though it's like every day I don't do it is just a day without it. It's not as right. if I'm not going to need it. Like, oh, in a couple of weeks, it'll be a moot point. Yeah. It's never, it's not going to be a moot point. I need it in here. So my demerit is that I haven't done it.
1: Well, it's sort of that classic example of something that can be done at any time is often done at no time so that you would benefit at any time, but there's no deadline for when it needs to happen. As a happiness bully, Could I FaceTime with you and try to look over your shoulder and be your cheerleader? Or is that just so annoying? Uh, Gretchen, put down your clipboard and back off.
0: I don't know. I mean, the problem is it just feels bigger than... FaceTime. Arranging books. It feels like, I don't know, maybe with the top layer you could help me with.
1: Well, I do find with clutter, and I think a lot of people find this, is you kind of have an archaeology of it where you do one layer and then you see another layer and you dig out that layer, then you see another layer, Mm. maybe it would help to just kind of skim off the surface.
0: Yeah, maybe if we set the stage, so to speak, then I would have an easier time motivating um, to have Adam help me with this. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll
1: we'll ponder that. You know I'm ready at any time.
0: (laughs) All right, well, Gretchen, um, give us some good news. What is your gold star this week? Yeah, well, I want to give a big
1: gold star to my husband, Jamie. I mean, Jamie spearheaded something that is so important right now for the pandemic. He spearheaded a more than $100 million fund called the New York Forward Loan Fund, which is aimed at providing working capital loans to small businesses that did not receive funding from the SBA PPP program. So these are small businesses. They have 20 or fewer employees and less than $3 million in annual revenues. It also covers nonprofits and minority and women-owned business entities. And the money came from banks, from foundations like the Ford Foundation, Calvert Impact Capital. And he worked so hard to pull this together. And I feel like it's something that could really move the needle for those mom and pop enterprises that we're all so concerned about. So I give him a big gold star for everything he did for the New York Forward Loan Fund.
0: Well, I'm going to join in that gold star, Gretch. Good for Jamie.
1: Yes, good for Jamie. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Design your summer. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. And let's all challenge ourselves to think about our country's most noble ideals and to search for ways to put them into action in our own
0: everyday lives. Thanks to our producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft.
1: And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward.
0: Gretch, I really liked the quote you had on Instagram. What was it?
1: Yeah, that's from the Delphic Oracle. It's be overcome by justice. I love that. That's good.
0: From the Onward Project.
1: all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.